Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for a radio audience tuning in at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all could be with us. Also, tuning in to our friends at iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Blog Talk Radio. We're glad you all could be with us as well. So glad to welcome back my friend, award-winning author Tina Siemens, to our program today. She's the author of a book you probably have heard us talk about before, Seminal, Some People Never Give Up. And her book, for young readers, but really for all of us, The Little Sandals That Could, we're going to talk to Tina not only about what it's been like for her to continue to share her own family's history, but also her own love of history and what it's been like for her to share that with others, especially as we're going throughout a new year. If you all are not staying connected with Tina, we'll let you know how to be able to do that. But Tina, thank you again for the time. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Cyrus, for having me on. It's always a privilege. I really hey, look, the pleasure is definitely all mine. I always enjoy our conversations. We were just talking. If our audience is joining us live, Tina, here we are at the end of the first month of 2023, if we can believe that, getting ready to welcome in February. I want to just talk about this continued journey for you, Tina, because every time we talk, I learned something new about you last week that we're going to talk briefly about here, and that is how you're preserving history in general. But I want to ask you, what has it been like for you to be able to share your own family's history with the world, Tina? and to see the way that people are connecting with something so personal for you. It is definitely a, a privilege, but at the same time also a, a burning desire for me to to have people just hopefully open them up to a, a, just a little bit of what is my history? Where, where, where am I coming from? So every uh, live human being today has a history. Yesterday mm-hmm. was history in the making. So uh, a quote from David G. Rempel, he was a, a historian, and he said, some people are trying to hold on to the good old ways of our fathers, insisting on holding on firmly to the past without even knowing what the past really was. So for me to be able to look back where I've come from, it helps me to live today and then also project it into the future. How can we make choices today that will benefit us tomorrow yeah have you always then understood the importance of history tina because uh, as, as anyone who's read your book seminal and even the little sentinels that could it, it's very clear to me how the history of your family how it has impacted you but have you always understood the bigger picture when it comes to the importance of history it was a um, a learning curve for me because there was not in in my realm uh, growing up the first uh, couple of years in Chihuahua, Mexico, and then immigrating to Texas. Of course, many years were lost just trying to survive and to learn a new language and learn a new way. But I remember as a little five-year-old going to my grandma's and just uh, uh, she was sick and we visited her and standing next to her bed and just asking questions. And I even asked uh, if the two chairs that they had brought uh, when they immigrated from Canada in 1922 uh, to Chihuahua, Mexico, if when she would die, if I could have those chairs, uh, they're two wooden chairs, and I didn't get those exact chairs, but I have something similar from my mom's, my other grandma's. 
But for me, uh, physical things represented a, a, a story. And I think that has always been in my life of interest of what, what, is, what is that story and how can I apply that uh, to my own life. So, yes, it has always been a passion of mine to know the history. Was it something that your your family realized at the time, uh, Tina? And I ask you that question because I think about my grandmother, and every time I talk to you, I think about her and how at the age of 90 when she died, she did not realize um, the the history she had been a part of. It didn't. She just was living, right? She didn't even think about right. the things she had seen and what she had been a part mm-hmm. of and all of that. So I'm curious, for your parents, do you, did, did, from what you can remember and of your family, did they see the importance of where they came from but also where they were going? My father uh, definitely did. Uh, and he was not able to really put to pen uh, and write down, but he, he had done things that when he married my mom, uh, even their documents, their passports and their their uh, legal documents, uh, he went up in their attic one day and he saw an old feathered uh, shoebox and he looked at it and that's where their marriage certificate, their passports were up in the attic and he preserved that. He took that box down and he preserved that uh, for his in-laws and so he had definitely had that inclination of this needs to be preserved. This is important. And so I think my desire definitely comes from him, and he often will tell me, even to, uh, this week I visited him, and he would express this, how glad he was that I wrote our story. Like it is truly not my story. It's our story, he says. And uh, so I think that is where, where my love of history comes from. I'm living now because I have the opportunity to write and to uh, speak. Uh, so I'm living his dream. And it it was awoken because he had that desire. Love that. Love that. Such a great thing. And, and I think, too, it, continue, talking about passing it on, Tina, now you're able to do that as well. Talk to us about that. What has that been like for you to share your family's struggles and challenges and what they've overcome with your own children and grandchildren now? Well, it is definitely the books, uh, Seminole, Some People Never Give Up, and then the Little Sandals That Could, are my steps and my tools to to have a written account of uh, saying And uh, Saturday when uh, my grandsons came over, we all live on the same farm now, and they'll drive their little dirt bikes to, to Oma and Opa's house. They call us Oma and Opa. Uh, and so they would sit at the table, and I was able to say, uh, what what are y'all doing and how do you think about these things? And and my grandson uh, said, Oma, are we a little bit famous because we are in a book? And I said, <laughs> absolutely you are, because it is instilling the the pride of knowing where we've come from in the next generation, I think is, is the first step of preserving. Because uh, people that do not know the history uh, they give up on themselves, and at that point, they are already on their way to uh, dissolution. So yeah. if you, we don't teach the history, and, and 
presented in a way that even five, six-year-olds are interested in it, then it's going to be lost. Yeah, such a great point. I want to talk to you about something a little sensitive, uh, Tina. Um, you know, I always try to have positive conversations with individuals because it's just the kind of person I am. Unfortunately, we live in a world that is not always positive. We live in a world that is not always kind. You experience that even as a young person. You kind of talk about that in the little sentence that could. How, how do you have those conversations with your grandchildren when it comes to about making sure that we treat people the way we want to be treated? Because you, you talk about in that book about how, how you were made fun of, how, you know, how some of the kids were not the nicest to you. What do you say to your grandchildren and hope other parents say to their children and grandchildren about the importance of how we treat people? Well, my goal is always to encourage them to be the change. Uh, Often I will either text my daughter-in-laws as they are taking their children, uh, my grandchildren, to school, and I'll, or I'll call them and I'll say, just smile today. Smile, uh, have a smile on your face for somebody that may have a really tough time. And this morning my message to both my daughter-in-laws was Monday is usually uh, looked upon as a negative day. But I said, Monday is a beautiful start of a new week. It's a brand new page of stories on, even though Satan would love to steal that away from us. But let's not allow that to happen. So just for me to be able to interact uh, on an almost daily basis with my grandchildren is where I can tell what I've gone through and make that into a lesson that they can uh, then uh, apply to their own lives. And that is a great way for grandparents or for parents nowadays. What they've lived through, make that a lesson and convert that into something that makes their children or the next generation think, uh, how can I be this change? And I think that's, uh, that's one of the most important gifts that we can uh, give the next generation is uh, teaching them through what we've gone through as lessons so that they can use those as stepping stones for their future. Such a great point. Well, one thing you're going to be doing this year, uh, Tina, is doing your part to make sure that the Mennonite culture and, and history is being preserved. First of all, talk to us about that. What have conversations been like for you when you talk about the Mennonite culture? What has that been like for you to have people ask questions and you be able to share what you've been able to learn? It is always and interestingly, there's so many. You'll you'll come to a doctor's appointment or a, a restaurant in our local area, and I will say, "Have you seen the the culture?" Uh, because there's for a, a big part of our culture, there's they're very they stand out in in the, in the surrounding areas, uh, dress code and and just uh, their their way of their children don't usually go off to college right after school. They'll, they'll go to trade school or things. So it gives so many opportunities to, uh, to uh, talk about where we've come. I had several friends over on uh, Thursday, and I was showing them uh, house plans of what my ancestors have always had is what they call a barn house. And going back to Poland, uh, in the Netherlands first and then Poland, Ukraine and Canada and then to Mexico and now it's happening here in Texas where they would have a barn built uh, attached to the house uh, 
and now it's more of a garage, but used to it was the purpose of having the cows and the horses, uh, and then the attic part of the house was open so that the heat from the animals would would warm up the house. Uh, and so I just little things like that is just lessons that can be applied to the the physical and the emotional and the spiritual uh, because I'm a person that can take a lesson out of almost anything. Uh, and and so for me to be able to have those as starter conversations uh, just gives opportunity to uh, not only talk about the past but how can we apply it today? a great point. It's such a great reminder for us all. So I want to talk to you about something else that you mentioned, uh, Tina. Then we're going to talk more about you know what our audience should look forward to this year. I love the fact that here you are, you've written these two books. You've been able to share this history and to feel this connection. Talk to us about the pride for yourself. How has that made you even more appreciative of where you come from and what your family has been able to do? It is truly a humbling uh, gratitude that I feel because it's, uh, for one, uh, even though I'm in, in my early 50s, I've, I did not know a second language until I was about nine years old. Uh, the only language that I knew at that point was, was the low German dialect. And for me to have been able to uh, build that bridge from where we've been and where we are today is just a massive difference. Uh, and for for me to have been able to put that on paper in, in books and continue to uh, writing that third book right now on connections, not just from my, uh, the Mennonite culture, but from my family themselves that, that came here to the United States in the 1800s and how their lives impacted uh, the world around them, which in this case was the Comanche Indians. So I'm super excited to bring to the world the book that that I'm writing now, and it should be done in uh, late spring sometime. But for, for me to be able to make those connections and then uh, then reap the, the lessons that that uh, history has, is giving us is absolutely mind-boggling. Is your message then to others, uh, Tina, as you mentioned earlier, is your message then is for them to be able to do that same work, to have that same pride, um, and and to to look into their own history and see what they can discover about themselves and their family? Absolutely, because uh, everyone that is alive today has, either some elderly living with them or within the driving distance where they could go just sit for one hour and ask a few questions. What was it like for you when you were my age? Or what was, what was your childhood like? And they would love nothing more than to have that reminiscing time with you, re- recalling their history. Uh, whether you have grandparents or, or parents that are older, that can tell you that, or go to a nursing home or a, a, an assistant living. It just brighten somebody's day by asking, what was it like for you? And you will be so, your sock will be blessed off because there is so many stories and lessons to be had 
from the living uh, culture that's still kind of tucked away in a way, uh, stowed away, taken care of, but so often. I have a 94-year-old in a, a care center, but time and time again, somebody has a fever and then they lock the, the facility down for two weeks again. And for those people, those stories are all being lost because they're not being asked what was it like for you. And we, we are losing so much precious uh, history by not asking questions for those who lived it. Right. I think that's such a great point. So you mentioned there's a book coming out this year. You also have another special project. I won't put you on the spot, Tina, to talk too much about that. But I want to talk about, you know, as as someone who I have personally seen grow so much in the past couple of years, I want to just commend you for a second on stepping outside your comfort zone, being more visible on social media, which you've done. I know that it's not easy for you, but you've definitely been able to do that. Have you seen the benefits of that, Tina? Of of I know for myself, I've had to step outside my comfort zone as well, and I've seen the reward coming from that. Have you seen the benefit of being able to step outside and to try different things? For sure. Oh, getting an email from across the ocean uh, saying that they they enjoyed reading about my history and and they can connect with the history. Uh, it is truly gratifying and. Uh, come April, I'm invited to come and speak about our history and, and how it has impacted me and my community uh, in Banff, uh, Alberta, Canada, uh, partaking in a linguistics conference. And so for me to be able to have those kinds of opportunities cross my path are just uh, apples of joy for for me to uh, participate in and to tell others. And as you alluded, I've, I'm excited that working on what will become a future museum, uh, mm-hmm. temporarily opening up a, a place that will uh, have hands-on uh, a quilting room and a canning, uh, a kitchen where we will teach how to can the meats and, and um, vegetables for, for future use. And just just being able to be a living heritage museum, uh, not just talking about what's been in the past, but what what can we do with what we've learned in the past and apply it to today. So I'm super excited for 2023 to see what uh, what is all going to be accomplished by the end of this year. Well, I'm looking forward to it as well. Again, everyone, Tina Siemens has been our guest. We've been talking with her about the impact she's been able to have through her books, like Seminole, Some People Never Give Up, as well as Little Sandals That Good. But she's also working on some other great projects. We just heard her talk about another book coming out this year and a new museum as well. Very exciting things. So, Tina, for our audience out there, how can they stay connected with you? Well, you can get in contact with me via email or um one of the medias, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, or Twitter, uh, Seminole the book. And uh, I'd love to have you reach out. And if I can answer any questions uh, or if you have uh, something similar that I've gone through, I'd be more than happy to just share. And uh, together we can uh, brighter future. Love that. So Seminole the book. 
such a great thing for us. Tina, congratulations to you again. So glad we had a chance to chat. I know we have a lot more conversations coming up, so looking forward to our next conversation together. Sounds great. And again, thank you for your time, and have a blessed rest of the day. Hey, thank you. You as well, Tina. I appreciate you. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Thanks as always. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. Go make today amazing. Take care. <music>